Lord, who I am, I am yours. I am the child of God. I am loved by you. And Lord, for that, we are truly, truly thankful. Lord, we come as your children to your house to give you the praise and the honor that you're doing. And Lord, as we spend this time together, let it be refreshing for our hearts that when we leave here today, Lord, that our hearts will be refreshed, our lives will be refreshed, and people will know that we've been in your presence. And so we got on the school bus uh, to go to school on Monday morning. All the kids, there's about three major churches. It was the Methodist, the Baptist, and the Presbyterian. And, and all the kids were talking about what they did for youth group. We were the oddballs. Now it has flipped the other way around. Our kids, had, when they were going to school and stuff, uh, the kids were talking about hunting, camping, fishing, all this other stuff. What did you do? We went to church. And, uh, but the church... We don't realize the covenant relationship that in our membership, that's what we're going to talk about today. In our membership, our, this is a covenant relationship. It's just like marriage. Uh, and we need to take our membership as serious as we do our marriage, our mortgage, or any, or any other uh, covenant relationship that we have entered into. 
uh, because we sit there and we come, when we joined the church, the congregation made a promise to us to help us, and we made a, congrega a promise to the congregation to be part of that congregation and to work with this church and all that it does to be the body of Christ. And when we made that promise to each other, we also made a promise to God. Covenant relationship. The three of us were together. The congregation, the person that joined, and God. And so I got two scriptures for us today. I don't know if your bulletin only says one. Maybe on the board it may only say one. Uh, first one's going to come out of Hebrews chapter 10. But I'm going to back it up to chapter, verse 24. And it says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let me read this other one real quick, because I was studying this, has come up, uh, and this is probably real common to us, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. For as the body is one and many members, but all the members of that one body being many are, are one body, so also is Christ. For one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member but many. This is the word of God for the people of God. The church is this covenant relationship. And somehow today, and going along, and you got to study the history of the church. The history of the church. Not the Methodist church, but the history of the church all the way back to Constantinople back in the 300 ADs. And as the church grew, uh, the church uh, used to have this great interview process and you come along, and you had to go and go along, and when you were baptized, you were baptized not only to the family of God, but you are also baptized into the church. And so we go along, and there was responsibilities for you. When you were coming, there were expectations for you. Uh, and now we're just happy you show up. Somehow we've gotten rid of the accountability of being a church member. And of course, I'm preaching to the choir, the ones that are usually here most of the time. I was recently reading a book by Robert R. Kopp, K-O-P-P, uh, and it's a motorcycle book about, uh, it's a book of guy's bio about being belonging to a motorcycle club, an MC, and it says, I just want to ride, and that's the title of the book, I just want to ride, and this guy, Robert, is a Presbyterian pastor. He knew he wanted to be a pastor when he was in grade school. And so he did what all he needed to do. He was actively involved in his church. He graduated high school. He went to uh, he went to one of the better schools, Ivy League schools, for a liberal arts degree. Uh, but from there, he went straight into the Presbyterian ministry or seminary. Uh, went through one of there, and he gets out. He gets you know and the Pre Presbyterians are similar to us with the church appointments. And before you know, he's the young guy that's rising to the top. He has the big church. He's bringing in the people. And yet, go along, back, back up on a story just real quick. Uh, when he was in young in high school and early college days, he rode a motorcycle. Well, when he got ordained, they said, you need to put the toys up because you're a pastor now. You don't, we don't ride motorcycles. And he did. He sold it. Well, he has kids. He's married. He has kids. Well, he's starting to lose his son. 
And he's charging his sons becoming a teenager. His son really doesn't want nothing to do with the church. Because why? Dad's gone all the time. And so he's trying to reconnect to the son. They go to a motorcycle show, which wives, if your husband doesn't ride a motorcycle, promise Tammy will tell you this story. Do not let him go to a motorcycle show. Up front. <laughs> he comes home with a Harley Davidson motorcycle. The church and, of course, the staff, they got a staff, I mean, the DS and Bishop, similar to us, they got a hierarchy similar to us, all upset. Well, through this process, trying to make a long story short, he gets involved with a 1% motorcycle group. Not all 1%ers are outlaws. That's a 1% motorcycle group, motorcycle club, an MC, they call it. And he gets going along, and he finally gets frustrated. He's in a really big Presbyterian church, 1,000, 1,500 to 2,000 member type thing. He quits. Gets a job, and he gets really involved in this motorcycle club. And it turns out, later on, he comes back into the ministry, and he writes this book, How the Motorcycle Club is Better Than a Church. Acts more like a church than the church does. But let me bring up definitions for you real quick for a motorcycle club. If you ever see the MC years, they'll have a 1%. Well, they'll have a 1% sign. That means we're one percenter club. Uh, if you see a vest, they got a, the MCers have a, a MC, a motorcycle club. They have an MC on their back, on their backpack somewhere. Uh, you, if you're around bikers, you understand a lot of that. The, the, the church, the members are con the congregation. The meeting place, the clubhouse, whatever you want to call it, is the church. The leader is the preacher. Man, it sounds like church already, does it not? There's monthly, a weekly meetings, weekly meetings now, mandatory to attend. Mandatory to pay your dues, mandatory uh, to do things. To get into the MC, there's quite an interview process, quite a things you got to do to get in. But once you're in, the whole family's in. Now, a lot of motorcycle clubs got a bad thing. Just cut that out real quick. And he talks about that. Let's cut that out real quick. But he's talking about the, the intricacy of the club. Once you are in, you're in. He was sharing stories of things that went on while he was heavily involved in his motorcycle club. He says there was a guy who worked construction his whole life, didn't have medical insurance. His wife needed breast cancer. Right? His wife did not need a breast cancer. His wife had breast cancer. She needed surgery. She had to come up with $55,000. They have no $55,000. They're in a rental home. He's a construction guy going back and forth. Somebody in the club mortgages their house to pay $55,000. The doctor just calls and says, your, 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 your surgery's paid for? Come on in. Somebody loses a job. They supplement their income. And so they can find the job. Whatever the need of the club or the family of the club member is, the need is met without question. When the preacher says there is a need, the members come together to meet that need. There's no questions asked. It's just done. And he shares the story. He says the love inside of this club, the camaraderie inside of this club 
it is going on. They protect each other. They lift each other up. And one of us, one of them was dealing with depression. He was a Vietnam vet or something. He was dealing with a PSDT and depression. The member, when he was going along, the wife would call the president up or the preacher, if you will, and say, "Hey, you know, my husband's. He's kind of in this depression state." The other club members would come together and they would lift him up. They would come. If you call at two o'clock in the morning, you call another member at two o'clock in the morning. Guess what you're expected to do? You're expected to get out of bed and go help your other member. You're there going along because of those, they become a family. The Sons of Anarchy, if you ever watch that show, that's kind of the, 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 the outlaw crowd of the motorcycle club. But again, you see that family relationship there. And so I bring that over to our family relationship here as church members. As church members. We are families. We have joined ourselves together in the common bond of by being members of Lake Park United Methodist Church. When you join, you have that slide? There we go. When you join the church, you said you will be loyal to the United Methodist Church. You will uphold it by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, and your service. This was the covenant you made with one another and with God. My question is, have you kept the covenant or have you broken it? Because if you've broken it, you're living in sin. Great news. Great news. If you realize you have sinned, you can ask for forgiveness today. And God will offer you forgiveness. And as we go along here, I want us to renew our covenant. October is kind of a consecration month anyway. Last week, we talked about God's covenant, marriage covenant with us, how we're the bride and he's the groom. And we were baptized first. And this is one of the things I love about the Methodist liturgy. You're baptized first. And your baptism doesn't baptize you as a member of this church. Your baptism baptizes you and seals you into the family of the Christian family, of all Christians, regardless of their Baptist Church of God or something else. And we choose to join the Methodist Church. And if you ever go to another church and say, well, you need to be baptized to be in this church, why? Why do I need to be baptized to be a member of your church? Because I was already baptized into the family of God. Anything else that man's doing. But we asked, well, we, once we were baptized, or you might have been baptized in another church, another denomination, you come here, we recognize that. You made a covenant with this church. If you're a member, you made a covenant with this church and these people. And it's okay for us, just like in the motorcycle club, if you miss a meeting, somebody's calling you. Somebody's calling you, asking you where you are. And there's reasons to miss. You got an appointment, something's going on. You had to work late or something going on. You can tell the president uh, they're going along there. But are we checking on each other? The biggest issue, and I'm just going to hit the issue right here today. The two biggest issues we have at Lake Park United Methodist Church that I can see. Number one, we need better outreach, better inviting, better inviting into the presence of God to worship. Uh, who here has invited somebody the church this week. Okay, there we go. Two out of uh, the rest of us. Okay, we, we ask for forgiveness in a minute for that sin, and God will forgive you. Do better next week. Uh, the number two 
is visitation. This is the next thing I'm working on. We got a prayer team, intercessory prayer team, where Heather disappeared to right there. Uh, she, her, and Amanda are being away over there, man. They're the two ones Christians on it, and I'm on it right now. We have started an intercessory prayer team. I believe in the power of prayer. We will uphold you by the intercessory prayer team. Got a problem? Got something you need? It's a confidential team. We will come together and we will pray for your situation. Uh, and we're right now we're praying for strongholds of the church to be released. And, and so we're doing that right now, but we're praying for other people too. Uh, your presence, that's pretty easy. Uh, those that aren't here today, give a phone call. Where are you at? Uh, we had a great worship service. Your gifts, and we'll, your gifts is more than your money, by the way. Your gifts is your talents. What are you doing for the church? What have you done this week besides show up on Sunday? What have you done this week to boost? Lake Park United Methodist Church. This is your home family church. This is where we belong. If you remember, that is. We got visitors here to our members. That's okay. Uh, and so we got to go along there. And your service. Use your gifts for the service of the church. Uh, to build it up. To build it up. Oh, I was going to say, the next thing we got going on, this is my next thing I'm really focusing on, is we got a little bit of outreach going on. Uh, the Wednesday night thing's going on. We got some other cards, Veterans Day things. We got some outreach going on. So, okay, we're going to let that slide for a little bit. Visitation. Who here, there's like seven or eight people on the, in nursing homes or homebound. Who has checked on them this week? People that have missed, there's been, on the 11 o'clock service, there's somebody that's missed four weeks. Nobody besides me has visited or called. Four or five weeks now. They've been, they've been out with uh, cancer and uh, gallbladder problems. Are we taking care of those around us? Making sure, going, there's nothing worse, nothing worse than, a, than an elderly person that's been in this church and had, when they had a job, they were one of the big tithers, they were one of the big helpers, and their health starts to fail and they can't do as much. And they get sick and they get stuck where they cannot come to church and the church doesn't recognize that they're gone. That is probably one of, to me, the horriblest feelings that there is. And so visitation, we need to get on a visitation list. We need to start checking on people. Be lifting each other up. The scripture sector, we're to, we're to lift each other up. We're to go. We're to lift each other up. And, and that's what we're here for. We're here to lift each other up. And to go along, the church has two purposes. To me, the church has two purposes. Number one, we got Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, the Great Commission. Go out and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them the ways of God. Teaching, refilling, preparing people to go out into the world. And to share their faith and to invite people. And when was the last time anybody's ever shared their faith? Or when was the last time you ever been taught how to share your faith? I can teach you how to share your faith in two minutes or less, which is real hard for me to do, by the way. It only takes me 20 to 30 minutes to share my faith. I can't get my name out barely in two minutes. Larry Wonderful House, I mean, why is it wonderful? That's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's a whole story right there. It should take more than two minutes. Where were you? Where were you before God entered your life? 
And you may have been a Christian and you have slipped away from God and you realize that you come back to God. And that's the story you need to tell. Yeah, you know what, man, I was baptized way back when and I was doing good in the church and I backslid. Man, I backslid, I got doing things I shouldn't be doing and all this other stuff. But I come to realize, because that preacher's great preaching, that I was messing up. That was Richard's great preaching, by the way, not mine. <laughs> so, but I, I come to realize, and I ask for forgiveness. I know God forgave me. Today, I'm standing in the light of God. And because of that, my marriage is better, my finances are better. I'm not, I'm not one of those uh, prosperity gospels, but my life in the future is different because Jesus is in control today. Two minutes or less. How can you share your faith? And you change it for every situation. So what I want us to do there is we need to get involved with checking on each other. We need to be lifting each other up. We need to be in teaching. We need to be in Sunday school or Bible studies. We need to be in these things, not just to have programs to do, but to be steel, sharp and steel, to edify each other, lift each other up. We need to be dedicated to the covenant we made with this church. With Abraham, this is why we're going to do communion. Back in the story of Genesis, back in the story of Genesis, well, you'll hear this not next Sunday, but the Sunday after this. You'll hear more about the story. Lot gets taken, who's, who's the nephew of Abraham. Abraham goes and takes those people and teaches them a lesson, if you will, uh, brings the stuff back. Anybody, real quick, who meets Abraham on his way home? What? Melchizedek. What does Melchizedek have? Real quick. He's carrying something with him. What? Communion, right? Communion. He's carrying wine and bread. He breaks wine and bread. That's my whole thing with communion. It's not something... And Abraham gives him everything. Melchizedek is his uh, Christ-like figure. He gives him everything except for what the people need. See, the Abraham code, from the beginning, when there's a covenant, when there is a covenant, uh, lucky we don't have to do this every day in our daily world. When there's a covenant, when they would make a land deal, uh, remember when they had three angels come to Abraham, uh, they make this deal, or not deal, but they make this covenant. Uh, anytime there was a covenant in the Old Testament times, there had to be a blood sacrifice. They would slaughter an animal, and they would they'd go along and they'd walk between it. Jesus made that covenant with us. When he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Between the two parties of the covenant, they would pour out the blood of the animal. Signifying the covenant between the two of them, the bond between the two people now. Jesus says, this is the blood of the new covenant. Which I pour out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus has kept his part of the 
have we? Good news. When we uh, mess up, we think it's something brand new, but it's not. In the Old Testament time, you messed up, you broke the covenant, you went, and you asked for forgiveness, you, broke, you shed some more blood, and you go along. Jesus has done all that for us. And so, put that slide back up again, if you could. I don't know if we got any not church members that would want to join. This is your time. Uh, we have visitors here. I know visitors, but I think there's visitors. Uh, if you would stand, you want to join the church today, it's going to be here. You get your blanket joining today. But for the rest of us, this is not, before we enter into that covenant relationship to the shedding of the blood and, and the shedding of the blood and breaking of the body, I want us to renew our covenant here. I'm going to read this. The correct answer is, I will. But before you say, I will, we're going to do a child's baptism. I'll go into more into this. Before you say, I will, think serious about the covenant that you're going to remake with this church. Because we're going to start putting accountability into the church and expect people to start performing and doing to be in this covenant relationship for the purpose of building each other up and to glorify God in all that we do. So if you would stand, please. Those who want to reread do their covenant with the church, stand. You're a church member and you want to read with the covenant, or you, you know, or if you belong to another church and you're going to read with that church, that's great. I know we got visitors here. I'm going to read this sentence, and with a great excitement, I will is the right answer. Will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church, Lake Park United Methodist Church, and uphold it by your prayers? your presence, your gifts, and your service. And the answer is? Praise the Lord. If I could get Sean and, uh, give me some four people, or three men up here real quick. Uh, Phil, come on up. And Andy, yeah, there you go. See, already, if you all read the newsletter and understood, what the, who read the newsletter this week? Do you all read the voluntold part? Where you got told you just volunteered for a job? There we go. <laughs> the body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ poured out for you. The blood of Christ poured out for you. The blood of Christ. As newly committed people to the church, as you redid your covenant vows, please come forward. You're ready to redo that covenant. Oh, yeah, the music team first. <laughs> Heather will throw things at me about the body of Christ.
Alright, if you're ready, come down the middle, go around, or come any way you want. Just come to the Lord.
Father Richard that closes in prayer. Father, the psalmist said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou must care for him. And Lord, I confess I come this morning wondering why in the world you would want to make a covenant with us. I don't know, but I thank you for it. Lord, I ask that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead would continue to raise us up. And with great excitement, the whole church said, Amen.